0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Talking to Zach Like a Puppy. Zach, are you ready to do the podcast? Who's a good boy? We're going to do a podcast now. (laughs) I have a competition in me.
1: I want no one else to succeed. I hate most people. There are times when I, I look at people and I see nothing worth liking. I want to earn enough money I can... Get away from everyone.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roller Credits, the podcast. I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing a new installment. Bum, bum, ba da ba da
1: I think that's copyright somewhere. I don't think so. I'm pretty
0: sure was The Dick mixture. Van Dyke show is going to sue us. <laughs> uh, and today we are going to do something that I'm actually very excited about. Uh, I'm, really, I'm, I'm really looking forward to doing this with a bunch of uh, movies. Uh, and that's going to be a character study. Mm-hmm. So we're going to kind of like watch movies, watch a movie and talk about a very, very specific character, who they are, what what's going on. Um, so it's not going to be a review of the film, but more or less actually talking about the person.
1: Yeah, the character themselves and how they are in the film, what struggles they go through, yeah. how they are as a person. Yeah. And I I think that this is a really cool idea where it's like, it's not something where we're doing like lists where eventually they'll run out for you guys. Like this is going to be something where we can do longevity wise and just kind of like still do one movie a week and then still do something kind of fun in between.
0: Yeah. Um, This isn't, I wouldn't say that this is probably going to be like an every week thing, but this is going to be something that again, like Zach said, it's going to be like for the long haul. Yeah. So I'm very excited about it. So that being said, our first character that we are going to be talking about, and my favorite movie character in all of film history, mm-hmm. is, of course, Daniel Plainview from There'll Be Blood. Absolutely. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. Oh, Great so film. good. So good. Great film. We and talked
1: about this previously on like Acintos. Our first One. episode?
0: Was there yes. will be blood. Don't listen to it. It's awful, but.
1: Yeah, eventually <laughs> we'll redo it yeah. in the new format. But yeah. man, we had such hard times <laughs> doing that. <laughs> if you did listen to it. And you're still you. here. Thank you for being a part of this. <laughs> but man, like it was rough. The audio was all fucked up. We didn't have great microphones yet. No. Uh, we couldn't figure out like editing that well yeah. yet. We didn't have like the whole thing of like the clips yeah, yeah, involved. Yeah. It so was, It was
0: a struggle. But anyway. Yeah. Here we are. Daniel Plainview. So where to start with the man?
1: Is he a bad person? Uh, yes. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-hero. He yeah. has one redeeming quality. And that is? Uh, a great mustache. A great mustache. <laughs> he's got he's got a drive. Yeah. He has a drive yeah, yeah. To, so to really get I, oil.
0: I would argue that he is... Oh, okay, look. I'm not going to say that he's a great person. I mm. don't think that he is... A great guy Um, but I would argue that or I think that there is a argument to be made that you could almost justify a lot of the stuff that he did in the movie all for the simple fact of when he broke his leg and then he uh, literally climbs his way out of the hole, stuffs his pockets and whatever everything that he had with all the silver Mm -hmm. And then, literally on his back, dragged himself across the desert mm-hmm. to then get to the guys who break down the, the the silver and give him his money. And then again, I mean, like that whole thing, you know, his his uh, knee kind of like plays a part because you can see he's got like that limp, and as mm-hmm. he gets older, it gets worse and worse and worse. So I don't know. I I think that there again, I'm not saying that the stuff that he does is. I'm not saying that he is a good person, but mm-hmm. I would say that he is almost it it, everything that he did i think that he's earned and that and that goes back to and that goes back to him from day one going in there and busting his ass i mean he was literally out there by himself Mm -hmm. digging holes going into going building like little mines he's like you know he was a hard-working guy yes and that is like one like that is something that you can never ever take away and another aspect of him that you can't like really argue with or or, you know take away from the man is he is so like inspirational like the way the way that that he talks yes
1: absolutely like when he's giving the speech of like who he is and like what he's going to do for the small town and that's one of my favorite scenes is like when he's talking to the entire town And he's telling them, like, hey, I'm going to bring, like, bread and water to you because, like, you don't have this. And this is something that everybody should have. Yeah. And my people will come in and create jobs and, like, sustainability. And meanwhile, it's all showing the scene of, like, them getting off the train and then just setting up shop and basically ruining the town almost. Yes and no. Yeah, yeah. because, again... He, does, he, he does, does deliver on his promises. Yes, he, absolutely. Because
0: when he does come to the Sunday Ranch and mm. that whole area, I mean, they are, I mean, I don't know. I would say that they kind of are better off with him there because at the end of the day, yes, he does bring, like, the industrialization part. And he does definitely, some people die and the whole, I mean, honestly, we could do a whole other character study on Eli, which yeah. we probably should do at some point because mm. Eli is a whole other character. That, that's,
1: that's why, like, between the two... There, there is a complete split between them because Daniel is driven by money, and in a sense, Eli is driven by money as well. But he's also driven mostly by religion, and those are two forces that always in history have clashed. Yeah, is religion and money.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with that that he that he worsened the town because again, they didn't even have water. Yeah. Because they they all it was all like salt like sulfur water and all that. So Daniel comes in and he starts building pipes and he ends up building like um he I think he he has like school he ends up building schools for education. Yeah. He has they they then all the like you, you builds do, up the church He too. builds the church. There is a a pretty radical difference from the beginning of their of their existence to like where they get to because when you first get there it's like it's just rocks mm-hmm. and and uh, sand and dirt. And then by the end, they have like grass and yeah. they have like wheat fields and they are able to actually like kind of have a little actual functional town. Mm-hmm. So, again, like Daniel is not a great guy and we'll get into like why he's not a great person. Mm-hmm. But that he, when he comes over and he does those amazing speeches and, and he says, you know, uh, that he's going to do this, he
1: does deliver. He does. And he he delivers on his promise, like you said. And I just don't think that's enough to make him a good guy, though.
0: I don't know either. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 again, I've seen the movie like eight thousand times. Yeah. And in I, a week. <laughs> and I bounce back and forth continuously on mm-hmm. is he a good person or is he is he a bad person? I don't. I think he's a flawed man.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I think that's kind of like what it is. Like he is a flawed man. I mean, he does do things that. He doesn't care like if he hurts people, Mm -hmm. but he is a, he's an entrepreneur. He's a businessman. What's that
1: stopping from like anybody nowadays who is an entrepreneur? Exactly. I mean, you
0: look at, you look at like what's going on now. And mm -hmm. I mean, is it really that much different?
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Watch one episode of shark tank (laughs) and tell me it's different. (laughs) (laughs) Might be less oil, but (laughs) same concept. Yeah. But I mean, Um, that flows into like the next question. Does he care about HW?
0: I want to hear what you have to say.
1: I... uh, Yes and no. Yeah. Because... (laughs) And it's fucked up because this is is a great person to, like, talk about for the first thing. Yeah. Because, yes, he does because in the beginning of the film when he kind of starts to build up a little bit of money and he can hire, like, a couple of people to work with him to to strike oil, obviously, H.W.'s real father gets killed while uh, trying to mine for oil and Daniel... Takes the baby, the, yeah. Takes the baby and raises him as his own. In a sense, I really do believe, like in that point in time, he cared about HW, and I believe he really did somewhat care about him as his own son early on. Like when he's te- like when he's showing him to hunt, and like when he's showing him how to strike oil and everything like that, and like really trying to get him to take over the family business once. Daniel decides to step down however a lot of it too is just kind of like a face to make him more personable where it's like uh, hey look at my son he's with me on this
0: I don't know see because he, he he does say that at the end yes he literally tells him that to his face but you don't know if that's just because he's if, hurt if he's just saying that to hurt his feelings or if 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 that's true because I stand I, I pretty much 110% agree with you that I do believe that He, he, I don't know. He, he has to care about him a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he didn't, then he wouldn't have taken the baby, Yeah. you know, and he wouldn't have raised him as his own and he wouldn't have tried to teach him and and all that stuff. Cause I mean, he is like, when they're they're sitting down, he's like trying to teach him the business. Like Mm -hmm. he's showing him all these things and he's telling him about how he's telling him about like unions and, and, and union oil. And, and he's telling them about, uh, he's telling, he's teaching him about how, uh, how to like kind of make themselves more cost effective. And he's just teaching them everything. Mm -hmm. So, I do believe that he cares about them, but I think that he cares about them, and I would almost say that he does love them. Yeah. Up until the point...
1: When he goes deaf.
0: Until he becomes a hindrance on Mm -hmm. the business. Yes. Because I think that at the end of the day, no matter what, nothing comes before the oil. Yeah. There's nothing. It's
1: always about the oil, and it's always about the money that goes along with it. Yeah,
0: so... He tried with HW because you, you can't you couldn't even say that like once he went deaf and he couldn't even teach him like he that he okay he got rid of him he tried to get him uh, help yeah he had doctors come and looking at come look at him he had um I think he he didn't have the sign language until the end mm-hmm. but you know he 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 really really did try to I mean I mean he he went out there and rescued him when when mm-hmm. uh when the uh the rig blew up and yeah. and when he actually went deaf I mean he ran out there. And Great scene, by the way. It's so good. Uh, and he ran out there, and he, you know, and he and he laid him down, and he was just like asking, like, "Are you okay? Did you hit your head? Like, what's going on?" And mm-hmm. you know, so like, you he clearly cares about him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I do believe that. I mean, it gets to a point of okay, HW is acting out. He is now becoming a hindrance on the business and mm-hmm. nothing comes before the business. Mm-hmm. So I I need to get rid of him. But And he does it in a way that I don't know if I agree <laughs> or
1: disagree with. Where he just throws him on a train and then gets off.
0: Well, okay, yeah. I mean, the, Hilarious. the way that he did it, mm-hmm. I guess, probably wasn't the best way. No. But what he was actually doing for him was like sending him to like a school kind mm-hmm. of, right? To like get him to like learn sign language. And he, and he got like a guy assigned to him to, to teach him sign language and, and kind of like probably like behavioral stuff and things like, and things like that. So like in theory, like the purpose and like the reason as to where HW is going yeah. is actually like a good thing. It's just, it was done in a shitty way.
1: I know. And then I'll bring up the point too, which I made in our first episode. One of my favorite scenes in the film is when HW comes back from the school. And at this point, Daniel has started, like, the piping underground.
0: Yeah, him and I both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, know, I know about the piping. <laughs> underground.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when HW finally does return, something that's very subtle that I noticed was they're often, like, the background. Like, they're, they're getting to see each other again. But in the foreground, you still are only getting, like, the people working on the pipes, and you hear mostly that. And you kind of hear, like, mumbling from them. Yeah. And it's not until the camera kind of pans over and... They Follows kinda, them going towards yeah, the pipe, yeah. Yeah, they they move away from the pipe a little bit and then start, like, talking. And then that's when H.W., like, starts punching him. Yeah. And I think that's a really good representation of their relationship.
0: Of, like, what's in the foreground and what's yes, in the background. Because
1: in the foreground, all the time, Daniel will only be thinking about, like, the oil. Yeah. And in the back of his mind be thinking about hw yeah and that's where i think yes and no to him caring about hw because yes he does he does have some love for him obviously once he becomes like a hindrance like you said it pushes him out of the foreground and more into the background yeah. of what he cares about
0: yeah and that goes kind of you know hand in hand with when his well he's not but when you know when when the guy comes over and he's like hey I'm your bro- I'm your brother and yes you know, Henry and, yeah Henry I mean look one of my favorite scenes in the movie at least from like a acting standpoint is when
1: they're on the beach no oh
0: well yeah I mean that's very good but mm-hmm. is when he decides to shoot Henry mm-hmm. because when yes. he, when he realizes that Henry isn't who he claimed to have been, I mean it's the first time pretty much in the movie that Daniel has actually like let somebody in a little bit. He is very very like like don't talk to me. I mean he he literally has that. it's the there, there's only he never opens up to anybody yes. except for Henry and he and any does tell Henry that he hates most people that he wants to build that he wants to get enough money to just like get away from everybody and buy a big house and just get away from everybody and he doesn't want to see anybody else succeed and and you know and then when he realizes that that Henry isn't his real brother and he wakes him up in the middle of the night and shoots him in the head I mean that look of the camera looking up at Daniel oh, and such he, a great shot but it's 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 like you know it's it's a testament to Daniel Day Lewis's acting where. You can see in his face that he's angry but also hurt at mm-hmm. the same time that because he almost kind of trusted Henry for mm. a brief moment, you know, and he actually let him in and then the one person that he lets in still kind of lied to him and betrayed him. Yeah. And you can just see how upset he is and how angry but also just how sad he is. And it's the it's the first and only time that you see pretty much like real emotion true, from true emotion from him and it's all done through facial expressions mm-hmm. and it's amazing
1: yeah and that kind of leads into the next question is at the end of it is he happy i want to say no
0: i w- i want to say yes
1: really <laughs> i want to say no because at the end of the day yes he has the mansion yes he has the money yes he has the oil yes he's like charging up the wazoo for it so like he's making way more profit than he should but he has no one to share it with he has a son who is now a competitor and he basically says like he doesn't love him and he forces him out he kills off eli at the end spoilers by the way but (laughs) he kills off eli at the end which was in a sense like his only last real competition like yeah. his his only real rival in the end and after doing so he kind of has nothing and that's why the last line of the film is i'm finished. Yeah. Because he has nothing left to to fight for. Yeah. Yes, the money has brought him like the the mansion that he wants and everything that he could ever ask for. But he has a butler who has to take care of him. So he's really not able to like do most things on his own at this point. He's drinking constantly because he's so unhappy either to forget that he's unhappy or to make himself feel happy for a short time. And in the end I really don't feel like he's won. I think in the end he's really he's he's won in a sense because he's rich and he has what he set out to do. But everything else he's lost in.
0: I think everything that you said is valid points but I do (laughs) you're wrong (laughs) no no no. not that you're wrong because again it's all opinionated but Mm -hmm. I do believe that like I said earlier about the conversation that he has with Henry I mean he literally says to Henry that pretty much what he wants to do is get enough money to get to get a mansion and get away from everybody Mm -hmm. and and be and not speak to anyone so that's what he wants I believe so I don't think that that him being alone and him i don't know i don't think that it that it's makes him sad i think that he's happy he doesn't like anybody anyway he literally tells like, again similar like going back to that conversation he literally says i hate most people mm-hmm. i don't like anybody so he is very much just a homebody like doesn't wanna you know he's basically like he's going to go out he's going to make his money and then he just wants to go home mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to talk to anybody so i do believe that you know that him Although when you see him, and I wouldn't say that he's in a good place, but I think it's kind of exactly where he wants to be, in a sense. Because again, he literally said, "I would just want to get. I want to make enough money to get away from everybody," mm-hmm. and that's what he did. Yeah. And I would kind of say that he does win because he does kill. I mean, at the dude, listen, you the the feeling of catharsis that must have come out of him when he killed Eli. Yes, must have just been amazing. Euphoric. Because I mean, <laughs> like, you cannot like the whole film mm-hmm. and his entire life is just he hates Eli with mm-hmm. a burning passion, and I mean, to to add insult to injury, mm-hmm. I mean, it was literally literally just like him making him making Eli stand up and say, "I am a false prophet." Mm-hmm. God is a superstition. And He makes it shout it like fifteen times. Yeah, and then he just goes. Th- those those fields have been drilled. Yeah, <laughs> I've already taken and, and care and of Eli that. And Eli's just like, "What? No, no, you can't, you can't." Blah, blah, blah And he's he's like, "No, no, no." It's called drainage. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, it's one of the best. The whole movie is just one the of the best, best scenes. Like, like <laughs> no. it's just so good. But um, you know, it's like, it, it, and then you know, Eli is just like kind of like crying and he's kind of like begging Mm. like like daniel for money and daniel then just proceeds to beat the man's head in with a bowling pin i mean i think he won the only thing that i can kind of say maybe a little bit is the simple fact that hw is now gone but hw Mm. has been gone for a while yeah since he you know like like hw coming back for that brief moment talking to him It's not like he really lost him because it kind of seems like H.W. has been gone.
1: Yeah, because he's been down – like, well, he married Eli's sister and then they moved down to Mexico and started their own oil rig. Yeah, so So he hasn't
0: been – like, he hasn't been – like, you know, they haven't been with one another anyway, mm -hmm. so.
1: Yeah, it seems like this is the first time in mm -hmm. fucking decades that they've really (laughs) been together. Yeah,
0: so, you know, you you don't really – they don't really clarify it, but it's definitely – I would say that for sure, like, it's definitely been – years Mm -hmm. since he's seen hw and although that conversation that they have is heartbreaking and sad and and you realize that you know daniel doesn't care about anything no just money just money and he doesn't care that his son, uh, is going to go to Mexico. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be any part of it. He doesn't want to go there with him. He doesn't, he doesn't care that if he's involved in his life. And again, he goes there and to hurt him and he tells him that you're not even my real son Mm -hmm. and just get out of my life basically. Mm -hmm. And then HW has that really, really great line of, you know, I'm, he says something similar to like, I'm glad I have none of you in me. Mm -hmm. Or he says, I thank God every day that I have none of you in, in me. Yeah, and then he leaves, and, and I think that the great, really like, hurt ba- him. Yeah, but then you have that great like bastard from a basket mm-hmm. thing, and he's just screaming it. I mean, I don't know. Is he happy? I think he is. I don't. In a in, in a in a in a in a, in a in a way that a normal person wouldn't be. Yeah, but from a from a strictly like business business. Man who, who did exactly what he said he wanted to do and he's got this crazy mansion and he can do whatever the hell he wants and and he doesn't even have to really work anymore. It's kind of just like self-sufficient at this point mm-hmm. and he's just kind of raking in the cash. I have to say, yeah. In a sense, he's happy. In a sense, yeah. But I have a question that we didn't actually write down but I mm-hmm. thought of it later was, why is it that we want to... Because like, for me personally... Mm-hmm. Whenever this movie comes on, again, I understand that he's not a great person,
1: but, you but I still to love want. Him?
0: I, well, it's not even. I just. I still want to see him succeed. Yes, that's the thing, and I think that's a very interesting kind of like dynamic because mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson did this in a way that that you have a character who look the the movie is based off of a book like mm-hmm. loosely by Upton Sinclair called Oil, but um, you know, you you have a character who makes a lot of bad decisions and you really shouldn't like him. But yet, for some reason, you still kind of root for him.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that boils down to, like, one specific trait about him. Yeah. And that more or less is, like, his drive.
0: I think so. I mean, th- look, every time this movie comes on, any th- by the time it's over, I feel like I just need to get up and, like, start, like, doing stuff. Like, tr- <laughs> like truly, yeah. like, th- this movie really gets me, like, going where it's, like
1: inspirational yeah it's
0: like i need to like start like getting my shit together or whatever Mm -hmm. it is you know like i need to i need to start up a business or whatever it may be like it really really kind of like kicks you into high gear you know yeah
1: and i think that has partially to do with because his message throughout the film is i am saying what i'm saying i'm going to do what i need to do and i don't care how i do it i'm going to finish it out the way that i said i would yeah and i think him just holding to his words and finishing out what he said he was going to by getting the oil, getting the money, getting this house away from everybody, and just living a life by himself. In a sense, it is inspirational because he knows exactly what he, he wants to it's do. It's like the American
0: dream, kind yeah. of, in a way, and you know? Exactly. And it's done, yeah, yeah, it's basically like the American dream. It's, you bust your ass and, you know, and you, you make a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously... Money isn't everything, but to Daniel, it pretty much is. Yeah. And he doesn't care about relationships. He doesn't care about friends or anything like that. It's really just money. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, I mean, going back to like, I don't know, like I'm kind of convincing myself that maybe he didn't win. (laughs) See? I don't know. But like, I guess it's like, I think Daniel as a person truly, truly does believe that he won. And I think that he personally feels that he wins. And I do. And I honestly think that he's happy. But overall i think i think like look like outside if you are a person looking in you would say that he definitely didn't win Mm -hmm. but um so it's a yes and a no it is it's like exactly us he's definitely not a winner like he has no he has no family he has no friends he's alone he's an alcoholic but to him he's happy yeah he's in his mansion he's got his he's got his butler to take care of him he gets all his food made for him whatever it Mm -hmm. is like he's just Living like he's literally like a king. I mean, it's he's 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 a crazy old man. I mean, when you when you when you first see him, he's he's shooting anything. Yeah, he's got a rifle and he's just got like all these like really expensive like uh like vases and stuff like just and he's just shooting them Mm -hmm. with his uh like little Winchester. He's just like I have nothing left to do, so I'm just gonna like fuck around for a while. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that he is one of the most interesting characters in in film, and that's
1: why like he. He was our first choice for the podcast, and he's our first choice for character studies. He's so like, good. Y- there's just so much to talk about with him.
0: Yeah, if you honestly haven't seen there will be blood, I, pr- I look. It's it's long. It is, and, and I and I and it's not a movie that I have looked I think I mean Zach kind of says it that like Paul Thomas Anderson is like the king of pacing. Like he's mm-hmm. just so good at pacing his movies, and I agree. But I won't de- deny that this movie, like you definitely feel the length of this mm-hmm. film but I am so engaged yeah and, like and again it, there's not many films that I can watch upwards of like I've prob- I probably in all honesty I've probably have seen this movie like upwards of 20 times mm-hmm. and there's not many films that do that like yeah. I don't know I I don't like there's movies that I love, but I don't know if I can sit there and say like I have watched 30 to like, I've watched yep. that movie 30 times and every time that I watch it,
1: you feel the same emotion, I, I, yeah, and for I'm it. not
0: bored at all. Like there was l- literally a time where I showed my girlfriend and her family the movie within a week time, like within like a week span. So it was like I think it was a lot, it was like a work week. It was like mm-hmm. five days, and I sat through both times, and yeah. I just enjoy it every time. And my favorite thing to do about the movie is to then talk about it. Like, yeah. what do you think of the characters? How do you think? Of, how what do you think of HW? What do you think of Daniel? You know, Eli, whatever. So like, I don't know, man. It's a masterpiece movie. I think it's he's an amazing, amazing character. He's he's not a great guy. He's sort of villainous, but he's definitely again. You have that that great, great dynamic of he's he's sort of the villain, but you still want to see him succeed.
1: Yeah, I mean that's why too. Like even so, like before we started this podcast, you recommended the movie to me. I watched it. I came back to you like a couple of days later, and I was like, we need to do there will be blood for our first <laughs> one. So yeah, yeah. I watched it again to take notes for the first episode and then in that same week i told my girlfriend jess I was like you need to watch this movie and we watched it again so like three times three first experience for the film i watched it three times in one week and i loved it every single time yeah, and I, like you said it, there's not a lot of movies that i can do that for no It's except my for favorite. kung fu panda three <laughs> that's right throwback back to one back <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah no it's it is it's my favorite movie to recommend to people. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I love it so much. It's it's just the best. And Daniel's, and he is my, literally my favorite character. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds of my favorite actor playing my favorite character in my favorite movie? Like, zero what, to one. <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. the odds of like, because look, I mean, Bill the Butcher is very, very good, but he ain't no Daniel Plainview. He's not. And I mean, I don't know. It's just like the stars have a line for me there. Like it's just a win, 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 win every in
1: every aspect. Absolutely.
0: Um, Yeah. So Daniel Plainview, a complicated guy. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But well-deserving of the first character study. I think so. Frank, you got a recommendation?
0: I do. Um, So Zach recommended the greatest rock band of all time.
1: I don't know which one's going to come out first. This or that one.
0: well, Zach recommended the greatest <laughs> rock band of all time. And I want to recommend in my opinion one of the greatest psychedelic, psychedelic rock bands of all time, mm-hmm. and that of course is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. It is, a, so it is a mouthful. Good. They're so um, good. But I showed Zach them because when I, when I found them I was like, "Zach, you need to listen to them." And I got the I had I had the privilege of seeing them live. Mm-hmm. Zach was supposed to come, but circumstances happened and he wasn't able to go. But, um, and it was an amazing show and I'm very sorry that you weren't able to go, but yeah, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is hands down one of, I would say that King Gizzard is probably my favorite band.
1: They're fantastic. Like Like,
0: Like, actual band, like, you know, like there's, you know, singer songwriters do like mm -hmm. solo stuff, whatever. But like as a cohesive unit, as a band, I think King Gizzard is my favorite. They, and the great thing about them is that if you don't like one
1: record, there's six more that are different. That are
0: completely different because they are by far one of the most unique bands that came out of Australia. Originally, they, they do like hardcore metal. They do like real, um, they do jazz stuff. They yeah. do psychedelic stuff. They do kind of like, like weird prog rock mm-hmm. stuff. Like they just do, there's literally an album for everybody, I would
1: say. Mine is Nonagon Infinity. Nonagon is probably it, it, the it's, best uh, it's so good
0: not it's, is it's so from good.
1: start to finish it's fantastic yeah
0: in in, in uh infest the rat's nest is oh, like
1: it's, it's a really cool like thrash metal it's album.
0: metal yeah and it's so like god they're so good paper mache balloons and paper yeah paper mache balloon is really good i mean th- look they may i think it was 2017 it was either 2017 or 2018 mm-hmm. that they were like hey guys we're gonna drop five full albums
1: yep this year
0: And, like, three of them were really good.
1: (laughs) Three of them were really good. One of them was okay, and then one of them was just not not that great. Not great. But still, you have the majority. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, fuck you. To do,
0: do like, five albums in one year and for over half of them to be decent Mm -hmm. and good, I mean, come on. They're great. Plus, they're, like, super big into, like, the environment and, like, Mm -hmm. saving the environment. So, like, a lot of their lyrics have to do with that. They do like really interesting stories. Um, I mean, infest the rats nest is like, oh, the planet is dying, so it's all about like like making like going green and stuff. But then it also turns to like this weird like space travel yeah. thing, and they go to like Mars, Mars and Mars for the rich, and they start killing pe- like all the rich people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it they have, I mean, I know that you don't love it, but I really really like murder of the universe. It's all right. It's, 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 it's an interesting concept album yeah. that I didn't love when I first heard it, but I've just kind of like got to a point where I've listened to it so many times that I, I really like like the story, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really, really interesting... They always have a concept. And Not A Gone Infinity is a one continuous album where mm-hmm. one song just goes Bleeds into the into next, the next one. and there's like no breaks.
1: And it actually from where it ends like the very very last it song picks up. it picks back up if you loop it back yeah to so Robot it's stop it's,
0: it's a completely just cohesive fluent album mm-hmm. um wow we're really talking long about king gizzard but well they're, they're great. so good they're so good um so i highly highly recommend king gizzard again if you don't if you don't know who they are look them up and if you don't love one album, I promise you that they have. A, they at least have one album that you will enjoy because mm-hmm. they just have so many facets. They they just go. You know, there's just so many genres that they that they've gone through that there's there's bound to be one album that you like, mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. So, Daniel Plainview, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Zach, Frank,
1: that's us. Take us out, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I drink it up.